1: Welcome to Continuous Play's Batman Franchise Retrospective, featuring Anna McCoy. Perhaps you should read the instructions first. Jay Newcastle. I'm going to tell them the whole thing was your idea. And Brian Thomas. How about a magic trick? We will go through the plots, talk about the themes, and give our recommendations for your viewing. Continuous Play and Continuous is not affiliated with any movie, television, book, music, or publishing related company. Any discussion of the plots, characters, or music from the films is done so for entertainment purposes only, and all
0: rights are reserved. Welcome to Film Strip. I'm Jay. I'm Anna. And I'm Brian. And this is our review of The Dark Knight Rises, starring Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, Marion Cotillard, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gary Oldman, Matthew Modine, Morgan Freeman, and Michael Caine. Directed by Christopher Nolan, released in the summer of 2012 on a budget of $230 million, grossed over $1 billion in its box office run, and has been a massive hit on the home video market as well. Guys, it's been nearly two and a half years since we last talked about Batman. I mean since then we changed our rating system from the play ratings to popcorn ratings. We've decided to wait on this one to come out on video before we reviewed it. It was actually our buddy Nick who suggested since we weren't gonna hit it in its release in the summer to let all the hype die down, let it get you know through theaters out of theaters, on home video, and all of that to to spread out before we finally talked about it so uh and let us formulate our opinions after more than one viewing but i do know we all saw this in the theater when it uh, came out in july of 2012 so i want to ask you two what did you expect when you went back to batman in the theaters when it came out last
1: summer uh, for me, I was excited. I i really enjoyed the first two in the series and was curious to see where they went with this one. I liked the addition of the Catwoman character as well as, um, the Bane thing, uh, which we saw last in what was it, uh, Batman Forever? Uh, Batman or, no, and Robin. Batman and Robin, not that book. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> So I was excited to see what they were going to do with this, and I'm always excited because the Christopher Nolan Batman series has been so spectacular, and to know that this was the last one, I was curious to see how they were going to go about ending it, and I think that the way they ended it left it open for more, actually.
2: Well, I was really dreading going into this one, to be quite (laughs) honest. (laughs)
0: For those that don't remember, Anna gave this gave the Dark Knight a once play. In other words, don't watch it often because it's too dark.
2: <laughs> well, i I was really I was really dreading it going in. Like I said before, how the the Dark Knight was so dark and so kind kind of on a weird level, kind of disturbing yeah. to a certain degree. But um, I went in. My husband dragged me, which is saying a lot because if we're with the two kids, if we're not going to a Disney movie, it's really hard, you know, to get to a movie and we don't have a lot of time to do movies kids can't really go to. So I went in begrudgingly and that's basically I was expecting more of the same. I was expecting more of like a psychological thriller. Kinda like the kinda like the first two had built up to. So when I went in I have to say it wasn't exactly what i expected i went i went in very begrudgingly i was really dreading it i was putting this off with my husband as much as i could i was like no the kids can't see that no nobody will watch the kids but he we finally somehow i can't remember exactly how at the time but we got we had a chance to go see it and it it wasn't exactly what i expected
0: well you know i was curious as to where they would go the the first one felt like a as realistic a take as you can get on an origin story for a superhero. The second one was much more like a crime film, like in the way of heat or collateral or something like that, than it was a superhero film. And then this one for me last summer, I mean, I was coming off of having seen the Avengers and then Prometheus. And so I didn't know what this was going to be. I went in relatively spoiler free on it and I actually didn't see an opening weekend. I let it sit in theaters for a few days. I, I think I saw it about a week and a half after it was out and I didn't know what to expect either. And I, I came out of it uh, feeling differently than I thought I would about it. I thought there was no way it would live up to the past two, particularly the last one. And I don't. Uh, we can talk about whether it does or doesn't as, as we get into this thing. But I came out with a different impression of it after it was all said and done. That's for sure. Well, before we get going here, Jay, why don't you tell us what this movie is actually about? All right, going to keep this one kind of short because there's a lot we can talk about in the in the podcast here. Nearly a decade after taking the fall for Harvey Dent's death and disappearing into the darkness, a fugitive Batman watches from the shadows as the Dent Act keeps the streets of Gotham free of organized crime. Meanwhile, an elusive cat burglar, Selina Kyle, seizes the chance to strike, and a masked anarchist plots a devastating series of attacks designed to lure Bruce Wayne out of the shadows. Determined not to abandon the people he, he once risked his life to protect, Batman emerges from his self-imposed exile, ready to fight. But Bane, the, merc- the mercenary of tremendous physical and intellectual strength, is ready to and breaks the Bat's back, sending Batman to a cave where he watches Gotham under siege and under the threat of a nuclear device detonating. Batman finds the strength and will to live, escapes his dungeon prison, and returns to Gotham for a final showdown. And with the help of Selina, the cops who once pursued him, and his old pal Commissioner Gordon, Batman defeats Bane's army and takes the nuclear device out of Gotham before it detonates, but seemingly killing himself in the process. And in the final scenes, we see Gotham paying tribute to Batman, Alfred on vacation abroad, spotting Bruce and Selina together, and a young officer, John Blake, finding the old Batcave, ready to take up the Batman mantle as credits roll. And that's about as simply as I can sum up what happens in this two-hour and 45-minute movie. I think there's just a lot we can get into. (laughs) Let's talk about our characters here. And start with the new ones, because there's a lot of new characters. In fact, I would argue that... The bulk of this movie is spent on the new people, not on the ones we know. So let's talk about Bane as a villain to start with here. You know, Anna, you and I, of course, the only thing we knew about Bane was that awful poison ivy thing that we saw oh, in Batman and Robin. The dare I bring that back up, but uh, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah what, that what? was where my
2: five year old's like, What's going on? My five year old <laughs> at the time was like, What is going on with
0: this? Yeah, if she couldn't get it, then no one can. But what did you make of Tom Hardy here in this? Now, I've, I've seen him in several things, you know, Inception is probably the thing I know him most for, he was fabulous in that, but what did you make of him and his portrayal?
2: First off, I think it's really hard to follow Heath Ledger's jo- portrayal as the Joker. That anybody, anybody. No, I mean, I don't even think Johnny Depp could live up to that. But the other thing was, I just thought he was blah. It wasn't... There, there seemed no... It was kind of reminding me... Of Batman and Robin. I mean not Batman and Robin. Batman Forever where they were talking about the plot. That I read in Entertainment Weekly way back. When it came out in 1995. That the plot is. The Joker. The Riddler. And, Two, and Two-Face try to kill Batman. That's kind of how I felt with this. With the other. The other villains. Like even Scarecrow. And of course the Joker. It's like they had an agenda while the Joker's agenda was just total chaos. His main agenda was not to kill Batman. And that's what it seemed like to me. His main agenda, Bane's main agenda was to kill Batman. And until kind of towards the end, you, you didn't know why. And it was just kind of blah and kind of, it just seemed arbitrary. It seemed pointless. It seemed very, very pointless. There was no backstory. There was no point to this. It was just, he wanted to kill, he wanted to kill Batman, whereas the Joker wanted chaos. He, you know, it, there was no point. There was no agenda, and it just annoyed me.
1: Well, I would actually disagree almost with everything <laughs> that you said. <laughs> I think there was a lot of um, agenda on his part, and his agenda was to help bring forth the destruction of Gotham, um, and basically because of his love for uh, Miranda Tate. And that was basically what it was. I don't think he had an agenda to kill Batman at all, um, more so than the Batman persona. I don't think he was out to kill Batman. I think he was more out to destroy Gotham, and Batman just got in the way.
0: I I want to say this now. This film feels much more like a sequel to Batman Begins than The Dark Knight did. And it really, if it weren't for the bits about the Dent Act, you could almost just slide the Dark Knight to the side. It's its own little standalone in, in all of this stuff. Because the the crux here of everything, and you said it there, Brian, the Miranda Tate character we didn't even talk about in the plot summary, she's supposed to be one of Bruce's you know powerful entrepreneur friends. And as it turns out, she's the daughter of Ra's al Ghul. And she's the one that's pulling all the strings. And it's all to get... Bane to get Batman out so that they can destroy Gotham the way Ra's al Ghul wanted to at the end of Batman Begins. That's the whole crux here. This is much more of a continuation of the first film than the second one. Well, I would disagree with that too.
1: I I think that uh, it's very well placed. I mean, the only way you could take the Dark Knight away from this film is to get rid of uh, Gary Oldman's character, Commissioner Gordon, altogether. I mean, his whole plot is based off of that. His whole conundrum is the fact that he's been living a lie these past seven years, and that's what he's facing and dealing with in this movie. So he's got a side plot now. The Batman part, maybe not dealing with the Joker portion, but that other side story is.
0: Well, I I would say that the part of the Dark Knight that's referenced in this is that last bit with Two Face and the the decision to cover-up for Harvey Dent and all that. I won't disagree with that, but y- you have to admit that most of the story arcs here point a lot more back to Batman Begins than they do the Dark Knight stuff. Because well, it really is all the Ra's al stuff
1: again. I disagree with that, too. I mean, yes, that plays a big part. They're tying all of them together, I think, very nicely. I mean, he's... Batman has been secluded for what reason? Because of the death of Rachel, which happened in the Dark Knight movie. Uh, he, he based his whole reason for not going back out there on that fact, he mentions her a couple times with uh, Miranda Tate. and then again you see that with uh, Selena Kyle. I mean, it's all part of it. You, you, without the Dark Knight Rises, this movie makes no sense for uh, Bruce Wayne's character or without the Dark Knight.
2: Well, it seems like to me, if you th- like to get to get from Batman begins to this movie, I agree with both of both of you. There would have to it. It may not work if you didn't have the Dark Knight, the 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 middle movie, but the Dark Knight seems like a whole lot of twists and turns to go from point A to when you could have very easily gone from point A to point B, which is fine. It's a movie. I'm not knocking it, but it you know, I kind of see points of both. I could kind of see the dark Knight as it's standalone movie, but I see Brian's point that a lot of the themes from the dark Knight translate into this one. And if you didn't have it, you, you could very well be lost.
0: Well, I think they do tie together. Brian said it well there that they have built this trilogy, if you will, in a very connected way. Like there's strands of all of this. All I'm saying is, the tone of the film is much more like Batman Begins. And I would agree is,
2: I would agree with you on that. It is than it
0: is Dark Knight. And I think is. it I think it depends more on things that happened in Batman Begins than some of the Dark Knight stuff. But you know we can go on about that for hours and stuff. We were talking about Bane and Annie, you didn't really connect with him. Brian, yeah. I mean, did you did you like the character though?
1: I did. I thought it was a really good character. I liked the fact that he is, um, uh, you know, overpowering of Batman and now Batman has to work at finding a way to defeat this guy. I thought that was good. Um, I liked that he was smart and that he was powerful and that he was ruthless. I thought he was a good character.
0: I, I think the best action scene in the entire film is in the opening when they're in Africa and the CIA is, you know, taking these people on the plane and because they think they're some of Bane's men, and as it turns out, it's all a setup from Bain to kidnap this this physicist doctor. You know that the whole plane dropping and all that stuff. And I didn't know until recently that most of that is practical effect. They actually dropped a plane, uh, a hull of a plane, to get that shot. You know, there's some CGI in there, sure, but. Most of it's practical effect. And that is an amazing looking sequence. And had had a chance to see this in the IMAX. And I want to tell you, that was an experience. Seeing how this was shot in that large frame was gorgeous. And it's it's a great introduction to the villain character. You know, we, we talked about this before. I, I don't know that the villains in Batman Begins got a great setup. Because really, that was all about Bruce Wayne and Batman. The Joker had a great setup in The Dark Knight because that bank heist is awesome. But this was on that same level. I really got into this film early with that early action sequence, and the, the only thing about Bane was I had heard all about that they had to re-record the voice, you know, several times to get it where people could understand. And I, I kind of liked the fact that you didn't necessarily catch everything he said going through the first time. I think that's a reward for multiple viewings if you want to go with this. But well, I, 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 I liked didn't him. like
2: the I didn't like the <laughs> voice. i I mean. I mean it 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 worked but I didn't like it. If that if that makes any sense, for my personal preference, the the voice just uh it, it just got it just got on my nerves, but I'm not saying it didn't work for the movie. You couldn't have you couldn't have it where you could not understand Bane at all, you know, but you couldn't have him talking like he's John Cleese or something.
1: So <laughs> I, I I liked his inflections and, and how he did it, so I, I, I actually kind of liked... I mean, I liked the character altogether. I thought it was a good character to bring in. And I liked the fact that, other than the Joker, they tended to stay away from the big villains in Batman's universe. And I, I thought it was cool that they brought in this side villain, Bane, who didn't really play much a big part in the original Batman universe.
2: But you yeah. wouldn't think Selena Kyle is a big villain? In Batman,
0: I think she's an interesting side to that. But the way they play her here is—they don't from, really play her like a villain. Well, they don't. And from what I understand, they play her very much like her origins are: is that she's just a thief, and Batman always sort of—he stops her thievery, but he always lets her get away because he's got a huge crush on her. You know, I mean, that, I mean that's kind of the the story they have. And I, I want to tell you now: the best performance for me in the film is Anne Hathaway. And I think she has little to do in here. Just a few little things that are part of her whole story. But she does a fantastic job with what she's given here. And really elevates what could be a a very one-dimensional part. Because Christopher Nolan, if there's one knock I have on him, he doesn't do well with female characters. And this is by far the best one of his I've ever seen.
2: I I completely agree with you in that respect. I, I loved her in this role. I'd seen a couple interviews she'd done when the movie came out and stuff. And she's talking about, you know, stuff women care about, weight, body issues and stuff. And I won't bore y'all with that. But, you know, talking about, and one thing she said that, I think she might have said Christopher Nolan told her this or something, but that, you know, don't worry what you look like, just look like you could kick somebody's butt or something. She thought that was, that was great. And that was part of her motivation and stuff but I really I didn't know what to expect in this role for her and this is kind of out of her comfort zone you know she's I think this is is out of her comfort zone up until this uh, she's done a lot of chick flicks she's done a lot of like You know, kids like Princess Diaries, Ella Enchanted. She did The Devil Wears Prada and stuff. And, I mean, she has acting chops. Don't get me wrong. And I think she's a great actress. She won an Academy Award this year. Um, But, I mean, this was a little... I think this was a little bit out of her comfort zone. But she did an awesome job. And I really enjoyed her performance. And it was one of my favorite performances in the whole movie.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the Selena Kyle character too. I like what they did with her, how they interacted her with Bruce Wayne and uh, throughout the movie and really her whole arc getting from where she was to basically figuring out what she wanted. I mean, all she wanted was a clean slate to go on and, and who knows what she would have done with it. Would she kept thieving? I don't know, but (laughs) Yeah. yeah. She found what she wanted in the end. And I thought it was uh, great to watch her throughout this whole thing and the decisions she made and, and her from the beginning where she's careless and doesn't give a rip what you think to at the end where she's actually giving thought to her decision making.
0: Well, you know, you want to see her whole arc. It can be typified in two scenes. There's an early scene where her and Bruce are kind of talking back and forth to each other. And she gives him this big kiss and then runs away. And she's basically ripped him off in the process. And then at the very end, when he's getting ready to fly off with the bomb, she says one of her great smart aleck one-liners and then really plants one on him. And it's a totally different emotion. You know, and I, I just thought that was great. I mean, I, Anne Hathaway to me, it, it's hard for me to imagine her being a tough girl. You know, I just have never seen her play that. I don't know that we'll ever see her do it again, but I thought she looked great in the suit and I thought she did really cool stuff. She looked like she could kick some butt. I mean, she picked up the guns and shot them and then would be crying in the next scene and then running down the hallway with somebody's wallet in the next. I mean, and I thought her whole purpose of the clean slate thing was just so she could start her crime life over. I mean, she didn't seem like somebody that wanted redemption. (laughs)
2: No, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think I think she did. I think I and one thing I was going to say as both of you were talking was that one thing I liked about her is she seemed a worthy counterpart to Bruce. She seemed, uh, she, she seemed like he wouldn't get bored with her. You know, if they had a long life together, that he wouldn't get bored with her. I don't know, like if she's going to go to Italy or Paris and rip a bunch of people off, and you know, or something like that. But it 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 kind of seemed like that more than he and Rachel. And no matter which actress portrayed Rachel, even though it, it seemed more like they understood each other, you know, they had this like. Like unspoken understanding, and they understood each other. And I just really thought that she was a worthy counterpart to Bruce Wayne.
1: Yeah, I agree with Anna. I think that uh, she wanted the clean slate, so she could have a clean slate. I think she was too deep into what she was doing at the time, and there was really no other way to get away from it other than having this program erase her from the history books and just go. Um, so and- I, I think that's why she wanted. It. I don't think she wanted well, to start over. Uh, well,
0: let me ask. Let me ask you about this. Did you believe that that program actually existed? That the criminals had it? Cuz I bought it that when Bruce Wayne gave it to her, but I would well, I I thought that they just lured her out with that. That that was a lie.
2: No, I no, thought I, it actually existed.
1: I did too. I, I watched think it. I think that what is his name uh, John Dagan? Dagan. what's it Dagen yeah. I think that he uh intended to get the program but Bruce beat him to it. Uh, what he was going to use it for? Uh, obviously, probably to clean his record if he had any, or anyone he's working with's record. But I believe it did exist, and then he thought it actually didn't after he bought the company that produced it, and it wasn't there.
0: Okay, well, fair, fair enough. So, another we've talked about Bane, we've talked about Selena Kyle. We we need to talk. We talked a little bit about Miranda, but let's talk about her for a little bit. Miranda Tate, Marion Cotillard. You know, I only know her from Inception. Where she uh, she's in public the wife. enemies with Johnny Depp. That's right, she was in Public Enemies. I forget. Did she
2: win an award some, an Oscar for some French film?
0: Yeah, she's she's an Oscar winner. I don't remember what the name of the film was, but yeah, she did win one. So I I only know her through again the 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 Michael Mann film and the um god, what am I trying to say? Inception. And, it, and Inception. I you know, I I had heard early on that the the daughter of Raza al Ghul was going to be in the movie. I didn't know anything else. I just had heard that that was going to be part of it. You know, That was how they were going to bring him back into this thing. And when I found out they cast her, just having seen her in Public Enemies and Inception, I was like, well, that's got to be her. And I don't know that that was a well-kept secret. They, they try to play it like it is, but it's really not to me. I, I knew that all along. I just kept waiting for her to turn on it. Well,
2: it's process of elimination there. If they went out and instead of saying child said daughter, th- OK, well, there's Selena, Kyle and Miranda. Well, it's not it's highly unlikely it's going to be Catwoman. So, you know. Right. Duh, yeah, they, they go out of
0: that way to, to make you think that Bane is the kid that escaped. Yeah, the, maybe they should the said
2: child instead of son or daughter.
0: Well, they they said they said child. They never really gave away the sex of it. It's just alluded that you think it's bane up until the very end.
2: Yeah, true.
0: Well, they did say boy when they were talking about the one who
1: escaped. I mean, the the old man was telling Bruce do what the boy did. He didn't say do what the child
0: did. Hmm, that's interesting. So. I didn't catch that. That's an interesting point. <laughs> uh, did so? Did they do that on purpose to lie to us, or, or did both of them escape? I don't know, Maybe but if you that.
1: remember, if you remember during that whole time when Bruce was trying to build himself up, they did keep saying it was Bane who escaped to him. Bane this, Bane that, you know. So I, I don't know if that was because they knew that Bane would motivate him more so than a daughter or a girl would. I don't know what the point was, well, but they did well, I, say it was Bane.
0: <laughs> yeah, can I ask you this? Why did those people care if he got out or not? I mean, I didn't know what their connection to him was. Or was yeah, it to Yeah, that Bane? was another like, point.
2: There was a lot of pointless, unlike well, Batman against or The Dark Knight, to me there was a lot of pointless stuff in this movie.
1: It could have been, too, that they knew he was a part of the League of Shadows at some point, and that could have been why. I don't know.
0: That's an interesting point. I, I, we're, get, we're getting a little bit ahead, but, yeah, it's one of those holes that sort of occurs really in the third act. We, and I'll say this, the first act of this film is – Sort of catching us all up on what everybody's been doing the last eight years, you know. And, you know, that's that's kind of going through meeting some of the new people. We We met them. We meet Matthew Modine's character who's supposedly going to take over Gordon's job because Gordon's a wartime police commissioner and he's more of a politician and all of that stuff, which is, you know, was kind of neat to see. I hadn't seen Matthew Modine in anything in a long time, so... I recognized him because he's got that face. You just can't forget it. But and then we meet John Blake, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, I, I I'll tell you, the guy has really grown on me because he was always the kid from that, Third yeah, Rock from the Sun I mean. until I saw Inception, and then I thought, wow, you know what? This guy would be kind of cool. I mean, he's he's like if Keanu Reeves could act, he would be Joseph Gordon-Levitt
2: like the I really like the character and I like the way um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt played him and yeah it took me a few minutes to get over that I can't believe this is the kid from Third Rock from the Sun but I think he did an excellent an excellent job I really I really like the I really like the character and I think he's a good actor
1: I enjoyed the character, too, and I like that he is the one who went in search of Bruce Wayne because he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman, and he figured it out when he was little, and I like the story behind it, and he just did a really good job in this movie of kind of leading the the cops and everything else against Bane and his army. I I thought it was well done, and I really liked the end of it.
0: Well, let me ask you this, though. Did you buy his whole story about, I knew you were more than what you came off as just by the look in your eye. You you looked uh, hungry or something yeah. like that.
2: I, I, I mean, did. I did.
0: Okay, maybe it was just me. So I I, 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 just, I believed it yeah, completely. It seems Like
2: Brian and I watched the same movie and you did not. <laughs> I don't
0: know. It it's it's starting to feel that way. I don't know. I I saw this in the theaters twice and Unlike Dark Knight where the first time I saw it I didn't like it, and then I had to go back the second time to sort of get it. This one I liked coming out of it and I liked it again the second time. I've never disliked it. I just some of the moves in it I thought, "Eh, that's a little convenient, but whatever, you know, I'll go with it." You know, cuz it's it's all there just to serve a point is that because you can tell they're setting this up. I mean, they've set that up from the very beginning of this that Batman could be anyone. It doesn't just have to be Bruce Wayne. -hmm. So, and it was pretty clear to me that, like, they're setting this guy up. Well, I think that's been a
2: common theme throughout the series. And that's kind of, you know, and, and, you know, Batman begins. He was just anyone. And then, you know, at the one of the, in the Dark Knight, one of the first scenes when they're transporting um, Scarecrow is all these pseudo-Batman's, you know, regular Joe's dressed up in their pajamas and I'm, stuff. And I'm not well. wearing hockey pants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's been a common theme throughout the whole series.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you're dead on, and I, they're clearly setting it up, and I dug the Blake character. I think we needed a younger cop to do things, because there's, you wouldn't believe Gordon would be this action hero anymore, because clearly he's older, and that's kind of the point, point. and I dug that. They needed somebody younger to be the catalyst for some of those moves.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I, 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 personally didn't go in expecting him to end up who he is in the end. I, I wasn't, didn't see that coming. Personally,
0: I, I didn't. I didn't either until about, like I said, about halfway through it. You could tell he was going to be much more. And then the third act, too, all the things that happened to him. He stops using guns. He starts fighting smarter, and I, he's starting to do things like Batman would do. And that's, you know, what, what kits it. But I dug his character. I thought he was cool. So, what about some of our returners? I mean, we, we haven't talked much. I think the one person that gets really shoved to the side here is Fox. Like, I, I don't know that Morgan Freeman, maybe he was busy doing something else or I don't know, but, um, Maybe reading Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, but I i mean, he didn't have a lot to do in this. He seemed to, you know, Bruce showed up and he was like, hey, you want to see some new gadgets that I built that you don't need anymore? And then he was there at the end. Like he had a much more pivotal role in the other two films, I felt.
1: I think that uh, he didn't need to have a big role in this film. I think that the way they used him was good enough as member of, the, I mean, in the first two films, he wasn't, a, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't a member of the board Yet until the end of the second one,
2: end of the first, end of the first. Is it the first one? Okay, my bad.
1: (laughs) But I just don't think he needed to be that big of a character in this one. And basically, what he did was show him the new bat plane or whatever you want to call it, and uh, you know, be the one who who knows how to manage the nuclear fusion reactor. And that that's all he really needed to do. I didn't really see him as needed to be on anything else.
2: And I agree with Brian. I think he served his purpose. He did oh. what the character needed to do. There was, there was nothing else he really needed to do.
0: Can I tell you, I agree with you both. In fact, I would have been fine if they had said in those eight years that he had died. I would mm-hmm. have been totally cool with that. And if that's how they worked Miranda into the story was that Bruce had brought her in beforehand to, to take over things because he trusted her. He needed somebody he trusted in there. I don't think he even needed to be here. Because it, everything he does, somebody else could do, and that's not saying anything about it. I, I'm fine that he's here, and that's great. But he he doesn't really need to be here, so it it just was sort of I don't know. I, I, there was nothing more for him to do. So if they shoehorned him in more, it would have felt false. So I don't disagree with either of you on what he did. I just it just sort of blew me away because he was incredibly integral to everything last time, and maybe that's why there's not much for him to do here this time. He's already done his bit, but I, there's that. I, I, Go ahead. I, I would just say that I I disagree with the fact
1: that anyone could have done what his character was supposed to do. I think that he's the brains behind all of the uh gadgets that Batman uses, so he needs to kind of be there for that and introducing the new toys. I don't think you could have put Miranda Tate in there because I don't really think Miranda Tate knows jack squat about the nuclear fusion reactor other than she wants it for energy. Well, so. Supposedly for energy source for that. I don't think she could have been the scientist behind that. I think only Bruce or Fox could have done the stuff they needed to do to get that going. So I don't think he would have been replaceable by anyone else. He's the only one who knows about this stuff.
2: Well, as y'all were talking about this, um, do you ever think like, you know, Fox and Alfred and even to a certain degree, Commissioner Gordon, they are all... All for different reasons. Um, because, you know, Lucius is the, the smart scientist like Bruce's father. Um, Alfred is the caring, loving sympathetic part of Bruce's father. And I think like maybe Gordon represents the logical for the greater good of the people part of Bruce's father. And they're all kind of in their weird way, father figures to Bruce. And like, if you kind (laughs) of combine them, they make this idealistic father that he lost.
0: And I I have never thought of that before until you said it, but it makes total sense. I, I totally buy that. That's a grand explanation. I had never thought of that before, but that's, that's really good.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that completely, 100%.
0: I think that's exactly why he goes to those three people all the time. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good a good one he's talking about. Now, let's talk about Gordon for a minute here. I mean, you talk about a man who's been changed by guilt. I mean, he's he's lived this lie about Harvey Dent. It cost him his family, which is the thing he was fighting so hard to protect the last mm-hmm. film. Well, what would you make of that? I thought that was a, a pretty sour turn for the poor guy.
1: I think it just goes to show what would happen if if you put yourself in that situation. The family knew the truth. He's lying for supposedly the good of the people. They leave him because he could be lying to them about anything. It's a sad turnaround for him, but, you know, it's expected when you do something like that.
2: Right. I mean, as, as I say all the time, bless his heart. He really had no choice. I mean, he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place it's, okay, well, you know, lie to, you know, tell the people the truth and disrupt the greater good or or kind of lose your family or be thought of, or maybe not lose your family, but be thought of as, as, you know, not be as high up on a pedestal or be taken down from your pedestal from your family and I mean and I think this kind of adds to the adds to his character and adds to the story of the movie too that this this guilt and this this secret so to speak
0: I I agree. I think it's a grand layer to put on top of it. Brian, you summed it up well. This would be the price he would have to pay to to done everything that he's done. And in the end, the, when he's sort of, you know, laying there and he's or he's sitting on top of the building and he's kind of, you know, shining up the new bat signal or whatever, it's like it, that's his reward for having gone through all of this hell is that at least he's been right about that, you know, mm-hmm. and he was proud about it. The only thing about him that I, I did find, and I find this sort of mildly humorous, he apparently is the only person that's been close enough to Batman <laughs> not to figure out he was Bruce Wayne. That seemed to be a secret that was blown for a lot of people. You know, Blake knew it the first time he looked at it.
1: Right, yeah. <laughs> and was I was like, odd. Gordon
0: never figured that out. I would have been cool and with it. wasn't he a detective? <laughs> well, my thing I was like was, well, I, great detective work
2: there, Commissioner I, I, Gordon.
0: I would have been cool with it if he would have just said, I know it's Bruce, but I don't care. You know, that like that if he'd played it off like that. But he plays that end reveal off like, Oh my gosh, that was you? <laughs> right. I mean, that, that was like what really? You didn't catch that? So
1: yeah, that was kind of ridiculous, I thought, that, too. I I could have sworn
0: he already knew. <laughs> but, I I did, too. I that's what know. I was
2: thinking. Are you sure he didn't already know? I, not right. from
0: that end, but we, we'll talk about it when we get to the very end, because I, I do want to spend some time at the very end of this. But we're kind of through the beginning of this. Now, what did you make of the way they, they decide to draw Batman out you know the the whole crux of this is is really twofold there's this device that Bruce poured all this money and resources into that's supposed to revolutionize energy but a professor wrote that that could be easily turned into a very powerful bomb you know not not without a lot of work and so he shelved it and it's kind of ruined his company in, in the plot of all of this, you know, it's it's very contemporary. You know, there's a lot of hard times economically, and, you know, the Wayne Foundation's not what it used to be. They can't do their charitable donations like they used to. Wayne Enterprises is kind of on the lurch. I mean, there's a lot of problems here. And the way they lure him out through all this is Selena comes in to obstinately steal this jewelry, but what she's there to do is lift his fingerprints. And that's what gets him back into action essentially is figuring out why is somebody trying to steal my fingerprints
2: a little bit of it's far-fetched. I would agree. He's been a rec- a recluse for eight years. You know, why now is he, you know, deciding to come out? But, um, when he returns, I just, the whole point, like when you see this scene where, you know, Selena lifts the necklace and, he can't He can't even overpower her. He's so weak. And then he's supposed to come back and be Batman. And that, to me, was a little far-fetched.
1: Yeah, I thought the, the, the timeline was a little screwy. Because uh, if he's been sitting around, he's got a bad leg, he's got a limp, and he's not doing anything for seven, eight years, whatever it is. All of a sudden, he's back in Batman form within a matter of days. Seems a little...
0: Yeah, he, especially he,
1: when he's back in the prison and it takes him five months to get ready to come after Bane.
0: Well, uh, OK, they, they set all this up that, he you know, his cartilage is destroyed in his knees and his elbows and all this this stuff. Right. But then he puts on like a magical leg brace and all of a sudden he's fine. Right. You know, I, yeah. yeah I, that, I, I thought that I was mean, a little. I
2: buy, I buy yeah. Blake getting the twinkle in his eye and figuring out it's Batman before I buy that.
0: <laughs> that, that was a little thin. I agree. But I like the setup of that it starts off like a caper. You know, it's why would this woman want to steal my fingerprints? What's the purpose? And we don't know either. I mean, that's revealed to us slowly but surely by you know, mechanisms of bad guys and bad guy upon layer of bad guy. We mentioned Daggett and all these other people. The whole point is so that they can do some falsified stock trades and ruin. Well, so they can ruin the company, yeah. Yeah, they ruined the company
1: completely. But the, the whole point is so that Daggett can get the nuclear fusion reactor, right? That's what he wants. Right. And He's going to take over. The only way to do it, it is yeah. to get Bruce
0: Wayne to lose his fortune and have to sell it to him. Exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. But Bruce thinks he outsmarts him by appointing Miranda head of the board or, or take his place on the board. And so she financially can bail it out. But secretly she's the one behind all of it anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little twisted in there. The whole point is that they got to get their hands on this device because they're going to use it to hold the city hostage. And I, I'll say this, you know, I'm i am generally not critical of uh, trailers that want to give me a, a you know a reason to want to come see the thing. I, I feel like one of the coolest scenes in this is when they blow the football stadium up. Mm-hmm. And that was blown in every trailer. I mean, that, I mean, when that happens in the movie, it's cool. But I was like, that would have been so cool if they had just, I don't know, maybe shot around it somehow or cut that out. I, I don't know. That's one thing I'll ding is that that should have been kept from me. Because they kept the plane out of the, the trailer. I wish they'd have kept the football stadium blown up, too. It's the second best action scene in the whole film. And it really ratchets up the tension when Bane starts to take the city hostage. I mean, that's pretty cool.
2: And it it, uh, it is. It's an awesome action scene. It's a, And it's a very pivotal part because I think th- this is the beginning of the end and kind of the dragging part because in the middle of this, it, it drags. I, to me. It, it dragged, and then they summed it all up in the end really great. And I, I mean, and we'll get to that later. But to me, kind of in the um, in the middle, it dragged. And this is kind of where it's like, okay, we're ready to go. Stuff's, something's going to happen now. Y'all might disagree with me, but I, I yeah. thought the middle part dragged a lot. And a lot of reviews said that, too.
1: I didn't think it dragged for me. I, I actually was entertained pretty much the whole movie, so it didn't bother me. But talking about the football scene, did it not, when he stated that one of the people of Gotham is the trigger man, wouldn't you expect some vigilanteism instead of going after the cops, they would go after each other to find out who had the device?
0: exactly like i thought this was the what the joker tried to set up on those two boats right with everybody having the trigger that i would i'm with you brian i thought that's exactly what he was trying to do really all it does is lock everybody in their homes
1: well it locks a bunch of people in their homes but then he got a bunch of mob people who are now going to take everything on the cops it just didn't seem right and i get that the the whole reveal of the harvey dent act as a lie portion of it upsets the criminals but I wouldn't expect it to upset the citizens of the city as much as it seemed Mo- to
0: have. Moreover, please explain to me how Gotham slash Pittsburgh here can have all of its bridges blown except one. The idea of cutting a city off by blowing up all the bridges and stuff, you know, and, and that the government will not intervene on that for how long is it? Five months? Six months? That no, no, to me no, 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 is, no, 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 is no. the far-fetched they, part of that.
1: They came. They came, but they were told if they were if they let anyone out of the city, the bomb goes off. So they were there for quite some time, blocking yeah, be, anyone from getting in and out.
2: Because they and have that were scene s- at the very end with John Blake, where he's trying to get the orphan kids off, and they're telling them they're gonna shoot them or they're gonna no. blow
0: blow no, it out right before I, I get that i get that what i'm saying is we we wouldn't have people try to intervene at least through espionage in the middle I, i'm just i know why well, they do the film they you did. don't want that to happen i'm just that. saying for a film that's so realistic a lot of times that seemed like another one of those sort of left you know, turns that didn't really go anywhere you have to
1: remember that they did try to intervene with people who were supposedly undercover when they brought the food and supply cart trucks in the guys get off and they're actually undercover agents and they go down there and they meet with blake and they try to take over the investigation and all this and that and then they end up getting shot so they did try to intervene and they they didn't do very well
0: what we're saying is that the gotham police force is better than the u.s military in this universe
1: well they're all trapped down in the (laughs) sewers so but and they only allowed three people in three federal officers got in right i mean so it's not like they had a Whole army come in there, but
2: Uh, again, I watched Argo this weekend, and I'm sorry, but the the people in Iran were there for 444 days. I I don't know if this is really that
0: unrealistic. Right. Okay, that's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about it that way. It takes a lot of
1: planning and 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 execution, and if anything goes wrong, hence the three federal officers who are shot and killed, the mission's over and you have to replan and rethink. So yeah, I can understand it completely that they they weren't coming in plus. They had an incentive not to go in because the the Bane had already told them if they step foot over the line then it's Kabui time. So they don't want to go in. They have to figure out a different way.
0: Can I tell you the thing I did like about the plan here is that they keep the fusion reactor moving around on on a truck and they've got multiple trucks running around the city all the time. I thought that was so,
2: actually kind of cool and kind of smart. Is,
0: that is cool. It's a way so nobody can ever track where it is, and that's the whole point, and that's the whole cloak and dagger with Gordon and his guys later on is they, they've they got to come up with these really sleuthy ways to find the thing. I dug that. I thought that was a, a smart device for that little uh, MacGuffin.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you, too. I, I like that whole scenario as well and trying to figure it out. They put the bat symbol where they think it wasn't and, and this and that. I, I like that, too. I have one more question, though, uh, with it, pertaining to getting in and out of Gotham. The okay. Bane takes Bruce to the prison, which I'm assuming is not in Gotham because it's uh, yeah, pretty far in, out
0: there. Yeah, How the hell does he get back in? That's what I wanted to know too, Brian. I I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't know. I the travel here, it, it's it's confusing. That's not in the United States. That prison that, is definitely okay, like North okay, Africa. So I was getting
2: ready to ask so, uh, uh, the little question marks were going off my, in my head. And I'm like, I thought that was like somewhere my, in India. I mean, my in my like understanding Asia is something. my
0: understanding that is North Africa. Okay. And well, so I, the only thing I could think, Brian, is that. He found a way to another, you know, a chartered flight. They got overseas, did their business, flew back <laughs> in and drove back. I don't know. he had all that
1: money with him.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> don't know. I,
1: it, it, it's one of those things that bugged me. It was like, okay, so they've blocked the whole entrance to the city. How does he get back in to fight? <laughs>
0: I, I mean, it. it's like they've got a wormhole to walk through. I mean, they really, they move fast. Batman gets out of that hole and he's back in Gotham and looking good in like a day. I yeah. mean, or yeah. if it 's not a day and it 's probably not a day that 's the other thing is the third act of this film they really i feel like they 're in such a damn hurry to get through with this that they don't really explain time and place anymore. It's like the rules of of space do not apply. In the, yeah. In well, space. I
1: assume that uh, as we're going through in Gotham, you get the story with Bane and everything's going on. And all of a sudden there's X number of hours. Then they go see Bruce Wayne that they've gone back in time to show what he's been doing during this buildup. But I don't know.
0: That's a neat way of thinking about. it. I've never thought of that. I I, I just always thought it was sort of happening, not necessarily in real time, but just chronologically. But it could it could certainly be concurrently, like you're talking about, so or back and forth like that. I don't know.
2: Well, they don't really do a good. I I, I agree with Jay. I thought it was chronologically, but it's not. It's uh, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that it's like Brian said. I just that it's concurrent. I just think they just don't really do a good job of explaining it.
1: Yeah, I, and I don't think they do a good job of explaining it either. But that's how I took it: was that he, we've we've we built up what's going on in Gotham. Now we're gonna go see what Bruce has been up to, and, and build him up to get back. And that's kind of what I felt they did.
0: I can see that. let before they throw him in prison, though. We need to talk about the fight that he and Bane have. Selina basically, he says, "I want to see Bane," and she's like, "No problem." And she's basically there to lead him to his doom. And Bane reveals to him, I know who you are. He calls him Bruce Wayne right out mm-hmm. of the gate. And then yep. they have this big fight. And the big thing you know, anybody knows anything about the Batman comics knows is that Bane is the guy who broke Batman's back and disabled him for a long time. So they, they let him do that here by dislocating his back, sort of with that huge backbreaker move. What mm-hmm. did you think of the fight between them?
2: Well, I mean, I thought... I, I don't know if it's one of the best after the plane and the whole football stadium. I don't know if it's one of the best action sequences. But, I mean, it was it was very decent. And I think also the diff, one of the things, I guess you could say, kind of humanizes the whole Batman character, no matter which movie we're talking about, is that he... It, and it kind of goes with the theme that I was talking about earlier, that he's a regular guy, that anybody could be Batman you know, you can't break Superman's back, you know, Mm. he's, it, 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 just humanizes him and shows that he's, he's human. He can only do so, you know, he can only do so much. That's one thing I took away from it.
1: I liked it a lot because it really brought back the League of Shadows, uh, stuff into the movie and, and the whole purpose behind the, the, um, the reason that they're fighting. I like the whole part where it goes dark and Bane's like, oh, you think the darkness scares me? It doesn't scare me. I grew up in the darkness. It gives that whole soliloquy solilo- out there. And I really enjoyed that piece of it. I thought it was well done. Um It was a good way to kind of take Batman out of it for a little while. And I enjoyed it.
0: Can I tell you what? I, I just had flashbacks as I was watching this, and I liked it, too. I thought it was the fact. No
1: that. holds barred.
0: No, it wasn't that. It was another <laughs> film along the same lines, though. Rocky Three. All I could think about was the first fight between Rocky and Clover Lang where Mr. T pretty much talks trash the whole time and beats the crap out of Rocky and leaves him pummeled at the end. I just really had that sort of feel to it to me. And that's not a bad thing. I like Rocky 3. So I was fine with that. But I felt like we're watching Rocky get beat so he can go away and find his inner eye of the tiger, eye of the bat, whatever, and mm-hmm. come back to, you know, win in the end. Because when they fight again, they just have another fist fight. That's the other thing. The fight is pretty much just a fist fight. And that's kind of neat with, you know, you got these guys that have all these you know, gadgets and all this military training and all this ninja stuff. And they pretty well just pummeled each other. Mm -hmm. I
2: I also think that in the scene where Selena leads him to his doom, I don't think, I think Batman underestimated Bane too. So
0: I agree. I think
2: he totally underestimated him. And, you know, he's been a recluse for eight years. Apparently hadn't done a sit up or something in eight years, maybe. And, um, um, and he goes in thinking he's he's gonna go and kick this guy's butt, and it's it just it, it just didn't happen. And I think maybe the second time around, why it might have been more of a fist fight is maybe they're trying the maybe they're trying to show you that Batman fought smarter and didn't underestimate him as much as he did the first time.
1: Yeah, I think that too is that he figured out what his weakness is, and that was the uh, mouthpiece, and he finally used that to his advantage. Um, so he had yeah. to, he had to lose in order to figure out what he was doing wrong. And I, I like the whole idea.
0: Just like Rocky had to lose and realize that what he needed to do was let clubber swing and get tired. And then he could jab him to death. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happens in Rocky three. I'm doing a Rocky three reviewer in the middle of this, but all right, that's, that's how it goes. But I'm fine with that too. And I like the fact that they, if you're going to shove Batman to the side, and let's just face it, he's really shoved to the side for a lot of this movie for for plot reasons. What better way than you give him a major injury that is gonna take a long time to get over. I've never mm-hmm. dislocated my back, but I can only imagine how awful and painful that would be and how long it would take to get yourself even where you could stand again, much less climb and try to jump out of a cliff and all this other stuff that he's gotta do. We've talked a lot about, you know, Batman sort of getting himself together in the the dungeon and all the people goading him on and talking about it and getting him to where he can stand again and then he builds up his strength and he has to figure out the and I knew immediately the point of the jump at the end to make it to that last cliff was you have to jump without the rope. You know, you yeah, you learn how to jump without the too. net. Yeah, I was like I'm just well, waiting for it to that. not even had. I I
1: felt that the rope was what was causing him to fall short.
0: I agree. I think that's exactly what was happening.
2: It's a leap yeah. of faith.
0: Exactly. He had it's to that- take the leap of faith. <laughs> Yeah, that's the whole point. And then when he did, boom, he was out and he was fine, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how he got out. And then we get into the, the third act and, I, you know, he gets back to Gotham and he essentially rounds up his crew, basically, right, to go and find the device, keep it from detonating. And so he can free the cops from their underground prison and go take on Bane's army and all the criminals down at City Hall. Right. I mean, that's. What he's come back for?
2: Yeah, and I, I have to say I love that the, that in the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises Scarecrow always has cameo.
0: Yes, I did. Yeah. I did enjoy that. I thought that was, that was really nice. Really cool. I yeah, really cool.
1: enjoyed the whole Scarecrow bit too, being the judge and. and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I that thought that was perfect. well done. I like the it, fact that it's death or exile, death, death by
0: exile exactly. <laughs> That's just, it was great <laughs> either I, I way you're walking, really you're walking acro- yeah either way you're walking across the frozen river which, yeah. <laughs> which i thought was great yeah i'm with you i i enjoyed seeing uh silly murphy again i he was a uh, a great character in Batman Begins. And so they, you know, they had him in just a bit part of the Dark Knight. So to bring him back here made a lot of sense. I, I, I've I, read on a lot of forums and stuff, people thought, oh, if Heath Ledger had lived, that would have been him. And I'm like, no, nah, that wasn't his character. He wouldn't have, have gone for that. That is no. definitely a scarecrow thing to do. And so I, I thought that was the I, right I don't one know. to
2: I do. Could, I could see he, the Joker doing that because it's all about, yeah, like I said before, he's all about chaos, you know, and, Kind of doing these weird, dark psychological experiments on people, you know. I, 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 think it probably would have been done differently and a little, little darker. But I, I could totally see the Joker in that respect. But I, I liked, I liked how they did it because the Scarecrow's kind of more of a smart aleck than the Joker, so that worked yeah, out yeah. a little bit better.
0: Very much. What do you make of the cops being trapped underground this whole time?
2: I don't know why they didn't. It didn't make sense. Why didn't they just kill him? I mean, the the bad people. I mean, okay, let's let's trap all. Uh, I mean, it's cla- It's you know, it's it's classic. I hate to say it's, like James Bond. Like, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll let the I'll let this laser kill him, and then I'm gonna go have a cup of coffee or something to drink, and then come back, and he'll be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of like that. It was like, why they trap them under if they were I guess this is my pet peeve if they were so smart about you know the five different trucks going around town so no one could find them why would they do something so stupid as to lock the entire police force together in this underground prison why didn't they exile them or ex death by exile or something that's what I don't understand what was their logic? If their, you know, if their logic was so no one could catch the truck, which I thought was pretty cool, why would they do something this stupid or illogical?
1: That yeah, makes sense. I, Yeah, trapping them maybe to kill them, but unfortunately they're giving them food and water, so that's not their intent. So I I agree. I don't understand why they did it either, other than to have the the final battle at the end where the cops get into it with the citizens. I, I don't know.
0: It they seemed that seemed to be the weaker part of the plan was like we're we're just going to trap them. There's no need to kill them. Well, maybe there could have been. I don't know. I, I mean, but they're ma- killing everybody else. Everybody else is exiled or died. So <laughs> why did the cops get
2: special treatment?
0: Well, see, that's what I'm wondering. Like the the released prisoners from Blackgate, their first thing would have been like, let's kill all of the cops. Where are they again? Oh, they're over here on Fifth Street. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah, that would have been. My first order had I been a criminal, I guess, but I don't know. It's they don't because they need the them to all march down the street with Matthew Modine. He finally grows a pair and and leads them into battle against Bane's army as Bane starts to um starts to attack the the rest of the crew. So, uh, or as Bane and Batman go at each other, I mean. So that's the whole point. But we get to that fight, and Bane and Batman go round and round again. And like you said, Brian, he figures out that the the weakness on Bane is his mask. And so he punches out the mask. He's got him down for the count. And then all of a sudden, skink, right in the side, Miranda comes and stabs him.
1: Mm-hmm. Good stuff.
2: But like we didn't see that coming. We're, we're, you know, you said, Jay, you were waiting the whole time for her to... To do something like that, you know, to stab them in the back, quote unquote. Right. And um, and, you know, it's kind of like, well, didn't we see that coming?
0: Well, we did. And I just kept waiting for it. But I did love the fact that she set it all up and then she hits the button and Gordon and crew have disarmed the thing. And so now she's like, "Dang it! Now I got to go and do this, you know, personally." And that's when Bane starts to take over, and he's going to finish off Batman. And then, what do you make of Selina? She's the one that takes out Bane with that rocket shot.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. It was it was good because she had been given the choice to come help Batman or take off, and she decided to take off. But then in the end, she had a, a change of conscience or 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 something where she decided now she needed to come back, and she comes back. In the nick of time, <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it.
2: And this is one of the reasons why I thought how we talked about earlier how she, does she really want you know to clean her record and start over, or is she just going to start scamming people and ripping people off again? Mm-hmm. I think that I think this you know this decision is what changed in my mind that that made me believe that she she really wanted to start over again. She really wanted a different life and a better life and just was too deep into this. And to me, this is what convinced me she was, she was sincere about that.
1: I think it also shows the fact that she doesn't trust anyone in the beginning and then finally puts her trust into someone who ends up being Batman slash Bruce Wayne. Um, I think that that's the development of her character. She trusts nobody. She's got these problems. She wants to start over with a clean slate, but now she actually finds that she can trust someone and Enough to turn around and go help them. I like that.
0: I, I did too. Again, I think she's it's the best performance and it's the biggest arc in the, the whole story. I think she's again the best female character that Christopher Nolan's ever created for the screen. I mean, she's not one note like most of them are, and I think he it's a great job. And a lot of that is the performance by Hathaway, but it's also the arc and. I, I bought it. I thought it was cool that she was the one that took him out. And, you know, we're done with him. And then it's it's off to chase down the truck. And I love that. That was a good sequence. It wasn't the, you know, they'd had two really big action scenes already. So I, they couldn't top that again. But I did like the way that they crashed the truck and it kills her. And But unfortunately, they can't stop the thing from overloading and going off. You know, they've stopped the, the trigger from working, but the bomb's still going to go off. And then we get to what I call the, now isn't that convenient part of the plot. Okay. (laughs) So the one thing I'm going to ding this movie for a little bit is I feel like the ending is very much, I don't know. It's almost too storybook for me, the way this goes down in the end. They've set up earlier that the bat pods autopilot doesn't work. So, in the end, what we learn is that he fixed it six months prior after Fox told him that before he got his back broken, and so that's how he's able to get the bomb out and get away and all this stuff. But and you have to you... remember
1: that Fox told him that he was the only one who could fix it, Bruce Wayne. Was. Right,
0: right. No, I and I get that. I'm I'm fine with that. But the thing is, is the way it's sold in the shots, mm-hmm. Batman hooks the thing up. He gives Gordon that line that lets Gordon go, Oh, really? You're Bruce Wayne, too? I mean, that's, we talked about that. Miranda, the kid, you know, he gets the kiss from Catwoman and he's flying off with the thing. And we see, you know, Batman flying over the city. We see, you know, the bomb ticking down. We see Batman's face. We see the bomb ticking down again. And then the long shot, and boom, you know. And from that, we're supposed to surmise that Batman got that thing far enough away to where the fallout wouldn't affect the city. And well, yeah, it's only him. six miles. Yeah, I was like, "That's not is that far enough?" Was
1: absolutely. that absolutely? That's what they said. the The radius of the bomb was six miles. Okay, All right. so he Let's had see. to get it six miles out of the
0: city. So the sea life is pretty much just screwed. So the fishing well, industry's yeah. dead. But, but that's you know. how they tested nuclear bombs. <laughs> but everybody's bombs anyway.
2: alive. The people <laughs> are alive. They have no fish to eat, but they're alive. <laughs>
1: You got to remember, that's how the, the water destroys the, the, the reactor, right? So what better place for it to go off over? One. And two, that's how they did a lot of testing of nuclear bombs anyway.
0: So. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just saying it's, they, they set all that through, but the the last CODA where everything's getting wrapped up is it now Batman is revered. They have that cool statue of him unveiled and Gordon and and all this stuff. And you see Blake quits the force and you see poor Alfred at his, at Bruce's grave, just destroyed, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was so sad. I was like, I felt so bad for Alfred there. I was like that. It was really touching.
2: And Also at the beginning, I don't think we mentioned, he has this long heart to heart with Bruce. When Bruce is starting to get, you know, he's, he's being lured out of hiding and stuff. And he has this long heart to heart with Bruce about how, when, you know, he was in the league of shadows and Alfred didn't know where he was. He, he would, go to Italy or Paris or somewhere. And he always expected to see Bruce and was hoping he was happy and with a family or whatever. And he said, we would just nod and go on. And he, he, he was like, you're, you know, basically like the premonition, you're going to die if you keep this up. And I don't, I don't know if I can take it. And I think this was and you know, this was an excellent, this was an excellent kind of bringing that whole thing full circle. You know, this is the beginning, yeah. uh, obviously, of bringing it full circle. But you see, it happened. Alfred's premonition came true, and you know, you see how destroyed uh, destroyed he is. Well, and I think he, it was really great.
0: He says mm-hmm. a great thing too. In one of their many arguments, is that he feels like Bruce never really came back to to Gotham after the you know his whole imprisonment overseas and the League of Shadows business. And when he came back in Batman Begins, he's like, "You've never wanted to be here." You've always looked for something else, and now you don't have anything else, so you're just waiting to go out there and die so you can be with Rachel, who, by the way, didn't want to be with you, and I kept that from you to keep you from hurting anymore, but now you have to deal with it. I, yeah, I, 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 that whole bit, was just, it was just sad. To see poor Alfred just Uh destroyed like that. But they pay it off because what do we see later is he's sitting in that cafe in Florence getting his, you know, glass of wine or whatever, and he looks over and grins and there's, you know, Christian Bale's smiling face and Anne Hathaway's long neck, you know, right there in (laughs) full view.
2: And I thought that was a great payoff, and that was one of my mm-hmm. favorite
0: parts of the movie. Oh, it, the, the place I cheered both. Every time I saw this, the, the, the theater just erupted when that happened. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a great ending,
1: actually. I really enjoyed everything. But we missed one big part, which I thought was very fascinating, was the fact that right before he takes the bomb away, what happens? Miranda Tate tells him that the deed is done, and my father's uh, vision has come to pass, and there's nothing you could do about it, and then she dies. She dies thinking that the bomb's gone off, and she she's completed the mission of her dad. I thought that was kind of a cool give to her.
0: I I agree. I mean, yeah, that... uh, The fact that he's able to thwart that is the amazing feat of the end of this, you know. And the last bit that we've set up is that John Blake has quit the force, but he goes and gets stuff from the the Bruce Wayne estate as they're trying to sort out, you know, his affairs in the end here. And he gets this, you know, bag of rappelling gear and geo-coordinates. And it basically leads him to the bat cave. And the last shot is him rising up on that riser towards all the bat gear. And like I said in the summary, so ready to take up the mantle should need be. And we we'll find I, out I, his real name is Robin.
2: Well, see, didn't, y- yeah. didn't y'all catch that he was um
0: Robin? Well, yeah, yeah. They, they dropped that line in the end of that, that he should go by his, his uh, full name or his first name, which is Robin, and he just kind of grins. And uh, But I, I never bought him as like the Robin character. I think they wanted us to think that, but I, I again, I go back to my, my whole point is that Batman could be anybody in the Nolan universe, so this yeah. was going to be the next Batman. No, I think that they set him up to be Robin because Batman is still
1: technically alive, and there is a chance he could always come back. Bruce Wayne may be considered dead. But, yeah. I think they set it up to be Robin.
2: You know, they built the statue and stuff. He's revered. He supposedly died. Batman, and you might have said this, and I just didn't hear it, but Batman can't come back. You, you know, even somebody else as Batman can't, can't technically come back. Or- well,
0: but they have the new refurbished Bat symbol, so yeah, it can't. You, nobody the only three people that know it was Bruce Wayne is still in the city are never going to tell anybody because nobody puts that together that Bruce Wayne and Batman die on the same day but you know whatever so the, <laughs> there, there's, there's that but yeah because the city is dumb okay We'll just just say it. Nobody's looking that deep but Blake's never going to tell anybody that and Gordon's never going to tell anybody that and everybody else no longer lives there. Or is no longer alive to tell that. So anybody could be Batman should it need be again. That's why I think they they go out of their way to show Gordon shining that symbol up. Then they go to the thing in Florence and then to Blake rising up on the the steps is that when we need him again, there'll be another Batman.
1: I See, I still think that they set him up to be Robin. I don't think they set him up to be the next Batman, because again, Bruce Wayne lives, and if need be, he would probably come back as Batman if needed.
0: I I disagree just a little bit. I, I don't think he ever wants to come back. I think he is long well, gone. I don't think long he ever wants
1: to come back, but I think he would if he needed to.
2: Well, he didn't uh, well, want to come back and Batman Begins.
0: Right. I, th- I think the point they're setting up, because no, the, the, we need to say this now, there's no plans by Warners to follow this up. They, they've right. got to do something new with Batman for the new Justice League flick that's like 2015, 2016 now, whatever. So they got to reboot Batman in a way anyway. This is Nolan's way of leaving it open In if his world ever were to continue, that this is the guy we might go to and Bruce may be more of an advisor. You never know how it would go. I think that's what they're setting up.
1: I don't know. I think I think they're setting up for Batman and Robin to be together.
0: Well, and, and the thing is, though, we'll, we may never get that. So it no, probably won't. Yeah, still. we probably won't ever get that. So it it's just left open. It's the only thing they really leave open. I'll say this at the end with Alfred. I'm glad for Alfred that he did get to see Bruce. I would have almost liked it if that shot was reversed, though, where he sees Selina... Full on, And it might be Bruce sitting across from her. He's not sure, but he's satisfied with the idea. But
2: no, then Alfred wouldn't get his happy ending. Right. Alfred, would it wouldn't be tied up. Alfred doesn't no. care about Selena. He cares right. about Bruce. No, Bruce no. is like a son to him. So he needs to be 110% sure that that is Bruce and Bruce but, is okay. But what
0: he, what he says is, I'm not sure it's you or not, but I'm just convinced that it probably is. Like, he doesn't need full proof. He just needs to be fooled into the idea is what he says and i I would have liked it. I mean that would have been the top is spinning, or is it not at the end of inception? That's why they didn't do it. they They went out of their way to not do it that way because they didn't want to leave it open. They wanted it to be clear that no Bruce did live, and he wanted Alfred to know that hey i'm I'm okay, go on live your life, old friend you know i that's what they wanted to do. I'm just saying for me, I would have liked that if it was done that way, but I know why they didn't do it. i mean it, it makes sense to end it the way they did so. Well, guys, I think we're at the point of the podcast where it's time to give our final thoughts, recommendations, and popcorn ratings for this one. The first one to give the popcorn rating in our Batman series. What are yours for *The Dark Knight Rises*, Anna?
2: Um, I would give this—I give this a large popcorn. It's—it's it's do to me. It's doable to rewatch again. It's not now. Let me preface this by saying it's not as good as *The Dark Knight*, even though. I gave it a once watch because it's so dark and I I said when I gave it that it's a good movie. This isn't as good. I think the middle drags a little bit and y'all probably disagree with me but I really think the middle drags a little bit. The end is to me the end is the best part. They wrapped everything up so perfectly and it was a lot better than I expected. It has a lot of rewatchability because it's not. So dark and it's not so psychological. So I would give it a large popcorn. It was a it was a very good movie.
0: Brian?
1: I give it a large popcorn as well. And in fact, this is my favorite of the three Batmans that Nolan did. I think it's better than the Dark Knight. I think the Dark Knight might get a little more hype because of the death of Heath Ledger. Uh, In some cases, but I think that this one was a better movie all around and more entertaining. I I went back and watched The Dark Knight not too long ago and found that a lot of, like you say, this one drags on. I thought that one dragged on a lot too in the middle um, and wasn't as appealing to me as this one was. So for me, it's a large popcorn and my favorite of the series.
0: All right, well, I'm going to join you guys in the large popcorn. I think this is a very good film. It's a good action film. It's a satisfying end to what has been a very stimulating and satisfying series. I think there's a lot of places they could have gone with this, and I'm glad Christopher Nolan was allowed to do what he wanted to do and really give the superhero genre a, a an interesting caveat. There's not films made like this, and there won't be ones made like this that are this good Ever again. I mean, it's in, in that world, because more of those films tend to lean toward the, uh, you know, the, the Avengers realm than it does this. But it, it's a it's a very fun film. I'm with Anna a little bit in the middle. It goes on long It it feels a little long. But I'm still going with it because I like the new characters. I like the side characters. I think Selena Kyle is a, a very fascinating character. I think the the plot, even though it's a little thin and easy to figure out, is is fun to follow and watch it unfold. And so, uh, for that reason, I give it a large popcorn too. It's not my favorite of the series, but it is a good one, and I I will I own it just like I own the other two, and I know I'll watch it again. So it's it's definitely one of those films that. I would recommend it for some reason you haven't seen it. You definitely see it if you've seen the other two and, and just a, a, a fun film to watch and enjoy. And it gives me hope for the next superhero thing Christopher Nolan's at least got his hands in because this summer he's coming out and he's a producer and a part of the team putting together the Superman reboot that's called Man of Steel. And Brian, we're going to kill it now. You and I are going to go back and watch all of the Superman films, the Christopher Reeve flicks and the Brian Singer movie in anticipation for Man of Steel. And then we're going to review Man of Steel this summer. Should be pretty exciting.
1: What I really like about Christopher Nolan's takes is that he makes it seem like it's real life, not a comic book, not uh, some made up world. He brings all the situations that have happened in the, the three movies and makes it feel like this could happen in real life. And that's what I like. And so I'm looking forward to see how he does that with the Superman universe.
0: Curious to see how you can do that with an alien. I'm, I'm with you. But before that, Anna, you and I are going back to romantic comedy land. We got a couple of good ones coming out here in a few weeks too. So lots of fun stuff planned in the near future for, uh, us here at Filmstrip, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for this, you know, last installment of our Batman series. And uh, check out our other podcasts on our website, continuesplaypodcast.com. Brian has redesigned the site, so you click on the Filmstrip site, and you'll see all new ways to find our series. We've got Stephen King films. We've got all the Leprechaun films. I know you're excited about those, folks. They're all out there. uh You've got, uh, um, you know, some romantic comedies. Like we said before, we've got. Alien, some other horror movies, all kinds of cool stuff there. You can find links to our other podcast, The Art of Slaying, our Buffy the Vampire Slayer retrospective there. You can also find link to The Fabish Factor, our newest addition to the Continuous Play Universe where Kurt and Nick and several others talk about uh, general film topics and such. Lots of cool stuff coming. Let us know what you think of the shows. Find us on Facebook and Twitter. Leave us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate your support. So until next time, for Anna and Brian, I'm Jay. Thanks for tuning in to Film Curves.
1: Thank you for listening to Continuous Play's Batman Franchise Retrospective. Continuous Play and ContinuousPlayPodcast.com is not affiliated with any movie, television, book, music, or publishing-related company. Any discussion of the plots, characters, or music from the films is done so for entertainment purposes only, and all rights are reserved. Please visit our website at www.ContinuousPlayPodcast.com for other series, and feel free to leave us a comment.